Doc Talk is brought to you by Merck Animal Health. By integrating the comprehensive animal health product portfolio of Merck Animal Health with the innovative technologies of all flex livestock intelligence, we are shaping the future of animal health, resulting in more effective solutions and healthier animals. Hey folks, welcome to Doc Talk. We're going to have a fun show today. We have Chad Tenninger here. He is the president and CEO of TenCorp. We're going to talk about indoor and buildings for feeding cattle, something that I've learned a lot of moving back to Iowa, and you're going to enjoy this show. Stay tuned. Hey folks, welcome to Doc Talk and welcome to the show. This is Chad Tinger. He's CEO and president of TenCorp. Um, and over the years, Chad and I have gotten to know each other and, and uh, just a great colleague, great cattle feeder here in the state and appreciate you being on the show. Well, thanks for having me. Yep. So I just think the story behind your company and, and how it's developed uh, and as you build buildings to feed cattle, uh, talk to us a little bit about where you started and, and where you're at. Well, the history goes back quite a way. So we're still feeding cattle on a farm in Remsen, Iowa that we started feeding on in the late 1800s. So third generation cattle feeder myself, me and my brother and my dad still actively feed cattle in this space today. So my dad lives on that farm today and still feeding cattle. So over the years, we've been feeding cattle. We grew up in the 80s. We saw the mud. We saw the problems we had to try and feed cattle. I think a lot of people remember the days of hooking two tractors together and dragging them through the mud to get down the feed bunk. Yep. And then, you know, so when me and my brother got older, it became clear that there was a lot of buildings getting built, different kinds of buildings, starting to figure out how to feed cattle in a better, more efficient way. Well, one day me and my brother went around and uh, set up a day to go look at bed packs. Uh, we had it set up to look at six. We stood in one for 10 minutes and we decided that wasn't what we wanted to do. To finish cattle in the bed pack looked to me to be more work than just having the outside cement. So we went down the path of, you know, there were some old buildings of that time frame that were built in the late 70s, real early 80s, right before the farm crisis of cattle feeding on slats. We went and looked at those designs and said, you know, why don't we build one of those? So how this all started about 15 years ago is we just built one building on our home operation for ourselves to feed 500 head of cattle on slats under the roof. Uh, rubber mats were around by then. We put them on, new curtains, better airflow. All this came about. And, you know, the next year my neighbor wanted one. The next year after that, another person wanted one. And we went through, I think, seven years of building without advertising. It was just word of mouth. Couldn't catch up. We were building barns. And it was immediately obvious that what we had stumbled upon by feeding cattle was just controlling our conditions and controlling our environment, you know, handling the manure better. All the things that we spend all our days doing, we controlled by building the building. So that's where it really started. So I had no intention of building a construction company, starting building all these buildings. I was just going to feed cattle. Right. But then it just naturally went down this path. And it's really a passion of mine. I love it. We get to deal with all family farms. We sit down at the kitchen table day in and day out, talking to families and trying to help them solve the problems on their farm. And that's really what we're passionate about. Yep. And, and I can attest, I, you know, see you with your, your customers and, and, uh, you know, I, I think the other thing is, is you knew what you wanted because you feed cattle. Well, I don't think there's anybody else in the country doing what we're doing, building buildings, feeding our own cattle, and everything that's in our design is based solely on the idea of how we feed cattle. 
what we make mistakes and what makes it better. So it wasn't a trial and error as much as it was a learning curve for us. We knew how to feed cattle on day one. So when we went down the path, then we just started tweaking it according to how we could feed cattle for the best and be the most profitable. So all the testing that's been done in our barns have been done by us with our cattle. So if we make mistakes, it costs us on the bottom line and there's not much better way to learn than that. When we come back, we're gonna talk more about the barns in general, some of the concepts in, in feeding in barns, and then the, the positives uh, when it comes to environment, the positives when it comes to, to manure capture, all the different things that are just extra opportunities for you as cattle feeders. You're watching Doc Talk. We'll be right back. Hey folks, welcome back to Doc Talk. I'm Dr. Dan Thompson here with friend and colleague, Mr. Chad Tinninger. He's the president and CEO of TinCorp, which builds cattle feeding facilities uh, all around the United States. And when you got into this, it's obvious that you're a cattle feeder, you're building something for, for a cattle feeder. Um, but just talk us through some of the mechanics of the barn or the size and the scope and kind of just some generalities. Well, one of the huge advantages to the barn, obviously, you're just how much ground are you taking up? You know, in Northwest Iowa, in the Midwest in general, ground's expensive. There's no cheap ground out there anymore. So when you take a thousand head of cattle and the overall size of that building, you're feeding them on a half an acre under roof in controlled environment with a lot of airflow. Well, first off, you're using a lot less of your ground. You know, you can do the same thing in a much smaller spot. Then when it comes to managing the cattle, you can feed about a thousand head of cattle, a thousand head barn can be taken care of comfortably in feeding a couple hours a day and then walking your pens. So obviously it's just like any situation when you're starting cattle out, there's a more, little more work to it, but because the pens are uh, the right size, you can walk through them easily, see the cattle, sort out cattle easily by yourself, all this thing, they decrease labor drastically. So to take care of a thousand head, one guy can spend half a day to take care of a thousand head comfortably and finish them out. So, so when we're looking at uh, putting one barn, half acre, um, you've got bunks on two sides. Yep. So our average pen size, a lot of what we do is about uh, either a 60 or a 72 foot wide pen, mm -hmm. front to back, bunks on both sides, feet on both sides. You know, average size pen is somewhere between 160 to 200, depends on the customer and what they want, the client, depends on how they buy cattle or load lots and all that stuff. Yep. And and then when we're talking about the deep pit barns, these are obviously on slats, but you have a rubber flooring on top of that, correct? Yeah, so we've had rubber on our building since we started, but we as a company, Tencorp, partnered up with Easy Fix and actually designed a very aggressive rubber that is 28% heavier than any other rubber on the market, and it has a lot more traction. Because when we look at cattle comfort, what are the two things we want? We want to make sure that they have good traction and move around that building, but it's still soft enough to get the value of uh, foot problems, it decreases foot problems drastically. And the way we designed our rubber is to make sure that the manure drains into the pit quicker, so that way the cattle stay cleaner. Because, I mean, that's a huge thing. You take the cattle outside today in this mud, and this has been a tough winter, right? The yep. tag is as bad as it's probably been in 20 years. And our cattle coming out of the buildings are clean. So now when you think about how you're managing your cattle, how you're managing your operation, and you go to sell these cattle, and we're selling cattle live all day, every day, because they're clean. Yep. They're not worried about it. You're not losing 2% yield because they're bringing in that mud. Yep. So when we start to think about the four things, the big things that we battle in, in feed yards, labor, 
mud, heat stress, and, and manure, um, you're, you're just basically taking these four things by the horn and saying, we're going to, we're going to take care of it. We're going to control them as best we can. You know, it's, it's impossible to do on an open dirt lot to control these things in the barn. It that gives you the predictability you need in your operation. Perfect. Well, um, we're going to take a break. When we come back more with Chad Tenager, we're going to talk about uh, how these barns compare when you think about mud, when you think about heat stress, and we come back, we'll talk about nutrient management. You're watching Doc Talk. Thanks for joining us. Hey folks, welcome back to Doc Talk. Dr. Dan Thompson here with Chad Tenager. He's president and CEO of TenCorp. It is a, a feedlot construction company uh, that is specialized on barns. And if you drive across the western Iowa, eastern Nebraska slope, you see your imprint everywhere. And so lots mm -hmm. to be proud of, Chad, and what Thank you've you. accomplished. So let's talk about, though, because we were talking about, you're saying, you know, when you're sitting there and you're in the sale ring and you buy those calves, being able to predict what's gonna, the outcome is, is vitally important. Well, I think it's the number one thing that we miss as cattle feeders throughout our, the history of feeding cattle is the predictability in the weather. We can't control the weather, we can't control the mud, we can't control if these cattle are gonna gain in those environments. We pretty much know they won't. So now when you're buying those cattle, what are we doing as a, as a company and what we really talk a lot about with farmers is predictability. If you put them in the same environment every time, they're not in the mud, they are going to eat the same. They're not going to back off a of feed in the heat. I mean, the heat, you get just as much gain out of these buildings in the summer as you do in the winter. Yep. Reduce heat stress. So when our outdoor cattle are eating zero, these cattle are still eating and drinking at a high rate. So now at the beginning of this, if you need to use the board or try and position for leverage on cattle for protection, the number one thing you need to know is predictability. Yep. We live in a world where there's times we're trying to lock in a 10 to 15 to $20 profit. Well, all it takes is a quarter of a pound less gain, a little less feed efficiency, or the weather to, to make things difficult, and now we're at a $50 loss. So yep. the predictability in this is essential in my opinion. Well, and now, you know, you talk about alleviating heat stress, alleviating mud, think about the decrease in the labor. Just as we talked about, Absolutely. you know, the amount of time spent in, in diesel and, and labor in, in moving the mud around these pens this winter, um, let alone the, the ability to, to maintain intakes, a uh, tremendous advantage. Well, the labor is a huge one. I mean, we have operations that are feeding 10,000 headed cattle with three full-time guys and comfortably. And this isn't 12 to 18 hour day shifts. This is you come feed the cattle, you, you walk the pens, you treat the sick. Outside of the days that you maybe are working more pens of cattle, getting new arrivals. Processing, reimplanting. Yep. An eight hour day does all this. With our outdoor lots, we never catch up. There is never a day that we get out of bed with, with our cattle on dirt that we say, we don't know what to do today. <laughs> you're scraping pens, you're bedding cattle, you're moving everything. In the barns, you get done with the end of the day, you can literally be done. You take your men maintenance to zero. Yeah, and when you're talking about predictability, one of the things that I know that we struggle with too, when you have these fluctuations in intakes and, and performance, it's not just about hitting your mark on, on the outdate, but also when you're using beta agonists and things to that nature and you're trying to predict which day to start, yeah. now you don't know where you're at um, because, because you don't know, but with the barns, it's chunk, chunk, chunk. It's just a stair step at that point. 
you feed them so many days, you increase it, you know exactly when those cattle are going to be done. Especially if you fed these cattle, it gives you a huge advantage to sit there and buy the same cattle back because you know the exact performance because you've eliminated the weather. Yep. That's the key. Yep. So, so when we think about things that, that we deal with day in and day out, labor, you know, Gary Gentry at Lubbock County Feed Yard used to say the three most inconsistent things in the world are cattle, weather, and people. And as you have done with these barns, you've eliminated the weather. And now, now we've got to have good employees and, and good cattle, and here it goes. And it takes a lot less employees, right? That's a big thing. When you start talking about people, when you have a feedlot that you need to hire 25 people to run that feedlot versus five, I like the odds of getting those five that are consistent and really top line. Absolutely. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about another perk. We're going to talk about nutrient or manure management. You're watching Doc Talk. We're sure glad you joined us. Hey, folks, welcome back to Doc Talk. Dr. Dan Thompson here with Chad Tinger. He is the president and the CEO of TinCorp. And uh, you can see the contact information on the bottom of the screen uh, to talk to, to Chad and his team about about barns and the opportunities uh, that these barns afford you as cattle feeders, uh, just incredible opportunity. And I've been super impressed uh, with the facilities. Um, come out and see us uh, and take a tour. You've got a Absolutely. pretty cool place to take a tour up there around Marcus. Absolutely, we feed a lot of our own cattle in our own barns. So anytime anybody wants to go to see cattle and uh, see how they're fed and well, how we do it, we love to give tours and we do it every week. That's great. Okay, so let's talk about manure management because this is not unique to Iowa, this is everywhere. But, but these are, are DNR friendly, facilities. Absolutely. DNR friendly, DNR regulated. It's easy to permit because all you're really doing is you're taking 100% your manure management and you're dropping it right in a pit. So, you know, you, there's no possibility of runoff is a big thing. One of the things we've talked a lot about over the last 15 years is, and I think I really realized that about 10 years ago feeding cattle was, boy, if I can get my manure management to zero, well, I've got a successful feedlot. Right. And the only way I figured out how to do that is through the pitted barn. And in our case, our manure management actually makes us money. With all the nutrients, all the value, we pump that out. Within a few miles of the farm, we knife it into the ground, and we get 100% of our commercial fertilizer offset by using that manure. And then the beauty of how we feed cattle is sustainability. That manure per acre of ground raises more corn than the cattle need to raise produce the manure to raise the corn. So okay. we're actually upcycling everything in this process. So, you know, when I think it's important for people to understand that when we have deep pit, we don't have to follow with any synthetic. Correct. It's a hundred percent out there. Yeah. And so when we're knifing it in and it's very similar to what we see coming out of pig buildings. Yep. Um, and that's been a model, uh, for, for, ever in, in or at least the last 30, 40 years here in the, in the state of Iowa. Um, but I don't know of a more sustainable story than a deep pit on a half section of corn. Well, I totally agree. I mean, when you think about a year like this, especially, we've had a tough, tough winter. It's, you yeah. know, the, the lots are in tough shape. Come summer, all the dirt lots are going to have to have dirt added back into them, scraped out, cleaned, haul half manure, half dirt to the, to the fields like we've been doing forever. And then you haul dirt back in. Well, that's all cost. Your manure has cost you on average, our numbers say, about $200 per headspace per year is what it takes to maintain a dirt lot. 
Now, everybody's got to dive in their own numbers. Those are pretty consistent. And that's a regional. That's a regional thing in this it, area. Yeah, in, in Iowa, Western it, Iowa, Northwest yeah. Iowa. Yep, yep. And out of our buildings in Northwest Iowa last year, we profited about $100 a headspace on a manure. So now you're talking about a $300 per headspace per year in one year time. time. I mean, that's just success. That's a successful way to feed cattle in a region that used to be hard with the environment. Now it's the perfect spot to do it because we can utilize the manure and we have enough rainfall to raise the corn and it's just a perfect cycle to be sustainable. Yep. And when we're looking at places where we're looking at water management, we have the rain, we have the water, we have the grain, um, and now we've removed the environment. We're in about the only spot, you know, you get into a lot of different areas. They have to rail corn in, truck corn for a long ways. In our situations, we build the barn, we put the manure on the ground around it, we raise the corn, and we bring the corn right back to the facility. A lot of the, between the manure and the corn coming back, you're within a 10-mile radius of where the cattle are raised consistently. Yep. Well, it's been a tremendous show and, and uh, just tremendous uh, job with what you're doing and, and appreciate all you do to help us in the cattle feeding industry. Well, I appreciate having us on here today, and I hope the message came through that we're really passionate about the family farm, including our own. Yep. And and we love to be out at the kitchen table really talking to everybody and just helping where we can help. We, you know, at the end of the day, we're problem solvers. That's what we do. Dang right. Thanks for watching Doc Talk, folks. Remember, if you want to find out what we do, you can find us on the web at www.doctalktv.com. Always work with your local veterinarian. Uh, here with Mr. Chad Tanager, I'm Dr. Dan Thompson, and we'll see you down the road. Doc Talk is brought to you by Merck Animal Health. By integrating the comprehensive animal health product portfolio of Merck Animal Health with the innovative technologies of all flex livestock intelligence, we are shaping the future of animal health, resulting in more effective solutions and healthier animals.